Hey everyone, welcome to Friday Church and welcome to another Tuesday evening teaching. I'm excited you're here. I hope you are as well. Now, if you're looking for a new church home, why don't you come and join us at the refinery? We meet at 9.30 on Sundays at 23 T.E. Peters Drive at Broadbeach, and we'd love to see you there. We're a friendly church, we preach the Word of God, and that's really all you need to be looking for when you're looking for a new church home. And join me now in the Lord's Prayer. This was Jesus' model prayer. It's not a wish list. It covers everything we need. He said, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. In every congregation, there is at least one person with a broken heart. One function of the pastor, the shepherd, is to help bind up the brokenhearted. The theme for our Tuesday evenings this month has been, there, is there any good news for those who suffer? And today's message is titled, The Management of Pain. Because we all have some sort of pain at some stage in our lives. The text we're concentrating on is 2 Corinthians 12.7. Now, if you've got your Bible, open it up. Let's read it together. I'm reading from the New King James Version, but you can read from whichever one you prefer. 2 Corinthians 12.7 talks about the thorn in the flesh. It says, And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Have you got one of those thorns in the flesh, perhaps? The scripture we're going to work through is 2 Corinthians 12, 7 to 10. Let's read it all. And lest should I be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Verse 8 now. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart with, from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast of my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Verse 10, Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Let's pray for offering. We pray for it every time we meet. If you've got a seed to sow, get ready. Thank you, Father, for the privilege of giving to you for the glory of your name and your cause. The words of Jesus are so true. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Thank you for this heavenly blessing. And it's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray this evening. Amen. Amen. You've got your seed there. The details will be on the bottom of the screen. You can sew. From cradle to grave, we spend much of our existence trying to avoid pain, don't we? If you watch television commercials, you'll have probably noticed that many offer advice how to manage pain. And these sort of solutions are temporary. Some feel, some people 
they try to escape pain, don't they? They feel as though that's their life's mission, to escape pain. And they try and do it through drugs and alcohol, but they find that their pain increases instead of disappears. Still others stoically grin and bear their pain. How do you manage pain? Let's look at some of the things this evening. First one is Paul experienced a great pain, didn't he? Paul was no stranger to pain. There's several theories about the nature of the thorn in the flesh. Some people have speculated that it was a form of recurring malaria that produced serious headaches. Others have speculated that it was a form of epilepsy that resulted from his temporary blindness during his conversion experience. And still others have proposed that it was a painful eye problem. In any case, Paul experienced great suffering because of it. We don't know what it was. And I believe that we don't know what it was for a reason. Because if we knew, we would pray the same prayer as Paul to heal that thing. But Paul was grateful. He was ready to endure. Our second thing is Paul recognized that Satan uses pain to hurt and to hinder. Paul speaks of this thorn as in the flesh as a messenger from Satan. Satan uses pain to make people doubt God's goodness. He wants to inject doubt into our minds until we distrust the character and the behavior of our Father God. Satan seeks to foster bitterness and hate because of pain. We must be aware of the strategies of the evil one. He is out to destroy us because he is the enemy of God, which then makes him our enemy as well. If Satan can make us angry at God and react with bitterness and hostility towards God or others, he's leading us down a path of self-destruction, isn't he? The thing is, Paul perceived that God would use his pain for good. Paul believed that God would use his thorn in the flesh to strengthen his character. Paul's thorn in the flesh was not punishment for sin. Paul's thorn kept him from becoming proud and arrogant and self-sufficient. Our fourth thing is Paul prayed for the removal of the thorn. He was a man of great faith and prayer. He believed in bringing every problem before God's throne of grace for help and mercy. And three times Paul prayed for relief from the agony of this painful thorn. Remember that Jesus prayed three times for the removal of the cup of suffering in the Garden of Gethsemane, didn't he? As he faced the agony of crucifixion the following day. The scriptures say that the angels come and ministered to him, but the cup was not removed. Paul's persistent prayer for the removal of the thorn was not granted. When you pray for relief from the pain that plagues your body, and seemingly there is no answer, what will you do? You'll not be able to ignore the pain, because pain is no illusion. A fifth thing, as Paul used all possible proper resources for the management of his pain. Luke was a doctor, and Paul's travelling missionary partner through Asia Minor, and on many of his journeys from then until he suffered martyrdom in Rome. Paul accepted pain as suffering and so, as something that was permitted by the will of God, even when he could not understand it. And Paul offered thanksgiving to God in the midst of his suffering. This does not mean that he thanked God for his suffering. Rather, in the midst of his pain, he found things which he could be thankful for. 
his words to the Thessalonian believers are appropriate at this point, I believe. If you've got your Bible, open it to 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. It says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Can we say that ourselves? Searching for something to be thankful for in the midst of great pain creates a positive way of thinking and an open mind and heart through which God can minister to us in our times of need. Paul made the most and the best of each day. He tried not to let yesterday distress him from the present, and he tried not to worry about tomorrow. Paul did not let bitterness rule and ruin him when his pain throbbed through his body. A dramatic illustration of the manner in which he dealt with pain is revealed in his experience in the Philippian jail when, following a cruel beating, he and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. Paul believed that through Jesus Christ he could overcome the painful circumstances of life. Do you believe that as well? That through Christ you can overcome those painful circumstances of life? Many people have this false impression that if they try to be good and try to do right, that God will exempt them from pain and suffering and trouble. This way of thinking is both unrealistic and unbiblical. In contrary to the experience of the great saints is that way of thinking. As we finish up this evening, Jesus came to help people cope with pain. We have no record in the scriptures of Jesus turning away from those who were in pain. He healed the sick. He gave sight to the blind. He gave hearing to the deaf. He enabled the lame to walk. With faith, his love and kindness, we can face the pain that comes our way in life as well. We can be assured that God's blessings will rest on our doctors and modern medical facilities and that we should not hesitate to seek these services as we cope with pain. Jesus also came to help us cope with the pain of being fallen creatures. Mistake makers, sinners who are lost and do not know the way home. Jesus came to help us cope with our incompleteness and our spiritual deadness towards God. Jesus came to help us avoid the agony of missing heaven when this life is over. He died on a cross and conquered death and the grave in order to prepare a home for us in heaven. Let us trust Jesus today to help us overcome the pain associated with being humans. And let us rejoice in the fact today that there will come another day when there will be no more pain. Hallelujah for that. Let me encourage you, church, to be diligent with your Bible study time, as I do every time we meet. Because God has so much more for us than just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the Word. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a Redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for him. And he can make you whole, spirit, soul, and body, if you allow him to. And you're important to God, you know that, but you're also important to us at the refinery. So when it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal his promises directly to you. So whatever you're concerned about and need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. This year, 2023, we're believing is a year of divine recovery and divine restoration. 
If you want to be part of that, let me encourage you to get closer to God. Stop seeking his hand. Start seeking his face. The world is going to have trouble this year, but the church is going to rise up in Jesus' mighty name. Until next time, stay in the blessings.